Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again, everyone, and welcome into the LightningInsider.com podcast. Eric Erlinson from Lightning Insider. Dot com coming at you the day after, about 12 hours after the Lightning defeated the New York Rangers by a score of 2-1 to one in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals. And a team uh, already with a legacy just building on that and adding to their legacy as they advance to the Stanley Cup Final for the third consecutive year. And we're going to get into some of what we saw in game number six against the Rangers to win that series. A lot to unpack. Uh, I'm not going to touch too much on the cup final as of yet, uh, but we'll we'll do a separate podcast to kind of look ahead. But right now we want to look back at what took place uh, in game six and the series really as a whole. As Tampa Bay defeats the Rangers in six games after falling behind 2-0 in the series. Something that this team had not done under John Cooper. And that was rally from down 2-0 in a series to win in the postseason. They'd been down 2-0 and, and forced, um, you know, actually took series leads. Uh, 18, 2018 against Washington uh, being the most notable one where they lost the first two games on home ice. Came back and won the next three before falling in seven games to Washington. So uh, even with everything this team has accomplished, we're still getting some firsts out of them. And uh, how they were able to do that is what we'll get into here in this podcast. Um, before we do, uh, please please support my guy Bob. Uh, if you are into commercial needs for batteries, for power, for testing of your power, for uh, everything else, uh, please give them a call. At, uh, ATSBatteries.com is the website. Uh, go check them out. Uh, look at what they have to offer if you are in need of anything on that front. Again, ATSBatteries.com is the website. And, of course, there's BioPro Plus. This podcast is brought to you by BioPro Plus. It's the first 100% non-synthetic alternative to prescription HGH growth hormone treatments. Improve your performance, metabolism, and energy without any needles or nasty side effects of prescription injections. BioPro Plus works faster, is easier to use, and is 100% safe. If you're a guy over 35 who wants to fix how he performs, looks, and feels, then BioPro Plus is right for you. You can find BioPro Plus on Instagram or Twitter at BioProteinTech or online at BioProteinTech.com where you can use the code LIGHTNING for $30 off any order that's LIGHTNING at BioProteinTech.com. All right. Uh, if 
You know, the Lightning came out in game number six, determined to win a, to win a game and win a series. Absolutely determined. Sometimes it doesn't go as you plan. Sometimes, you know, look, we saw in the second round against the Florida Panthers, game number four, where the Lightning had the chance to close out the series. Back-to-back games, right? Games three and four. And they just didn't play as if they were at their best, and they weren't. It took a 49-save effort from Andre Vasilevsky to close out that series and win that game and a late goal from Pat Maroon to put Tampa Bay on the board and eventually stood up as the winner. Last night was the complete opposite. They were hungry from the start, and they put up some... Uh, super impressive numbers in the game. If you kind of read into the advanced stats, the uh, analytics, if you will, because um, you know they dominated this game at even strike. There were only a couple of power play opportunities. There was a four-on-four uh, situation at one point in the game, and of course, you know when the Rangers have the extra attacker out. But in the first two periods, in particular, uh, the Lightning were just completely dominant. The, the shot attempts were 48 to 23. The scoring chances were 22 to 13. And the impressive one, the high danger chances, were 14 to 3 in favor of Tampa Bay at even strength. If not for Igor Shosturkin in this game, the Lightning would have just completely steamrolled the, the Rangers last night. And look, it's, it's kind of what Vasilevsky did to the Florida Panthers in game number four, right? We we see goaltending performances do uh, or take basically control of games. And in some ways, Shesterkin was doing that because the Lightning generated a ton of high-quality chances um, in this game. And they just conserved this. The shots on goal were 22-13. Um, so the Lightning were completely controlling everything in this game at five-on-five. Five. They get a goal from Steven Stamkos midway through the second to take the lead. And it felt like that was going to be it. That was going to be the domino. And, you know, they were just going to start pouring it on after that. That didn't happen, but it didn't change the way the Lightning were playing. That's, I think it's in a lot of ways what you have to appreciate about what this team is able to accomplish at times. They don't let, when things aren't going their way, they don't let things bother. They don't let it affect them. They go out and continue to play the same way, and that's what they did. You know, it goes back to that famous saying that Julian Brisebois gave prior to the summer camp in 2020 before heading to the bubble. It's something I wrote about in uh, the book, my book, Lightning Strikes, which you can still uh, get a hold of uh, from the 2020 championship season. But the saying was, embrace the suck and dance in the rain. And you probably have a raised eyebrow if you haven't heard that before. Like, what does that mean? Well, it, it means exactly that. Control what you can control. You know, if it's raining, embrace it. You know, and go dance. Go dance in the rain. Because you can't control the weather, right? It's it, that's, that's the philosophy and the thought process behind it. And that's what this team does. You know, they, they were pushing. They were doing everything they needed to do to put themselves in position to win a hockey game. And, and oftentimes, this team has done that. Over the past few years, you, you can't control the outcome, but you can control how you play to give yourself a better chance to get the outcome. And that's what they did last night. 
they weren't deterred by the fact that they were, you know, Igor Shosturkin was in a lot of ways trying to steal the game. And, you know, Greg Lanelli asked me on the pregame show ahead of game five uh, in Madison Square Garden if, if the Rangers were going to be able to win this series. And remember, it's 2-2 at this point. If they were going to be able to win the series, was Igor Shosturkin going to have to steal a game? Well, my counterpoint was he already did, and they lost, and that was game three when the Lightning had 52 shots on goal. It was similar last night. He he was he was in the position to steal the game, and the Lightning won it anyway. So that's that's where that whole embrace the suck and dance in the rain situation comes from. Um, and they did it again last night. And even when the Rangers finally broke through, which is not easy to do with Andre Vasilevsky, as we know, in elimination games, potential elimination games, uh, they get a power play goal late with Steven Stamkos in the box for a holding call on uh, Alexei Lafreniere. And the captain doing what the captain does went out and made sure it, it wasn't going to define that game. Because in the next shift, 21 seconds later, Steven Stamkos gives Tampa Bay the lead on what started and as a innocent-type play, right? Lafreniere dumps the puck down in the corner of the Tampa Bay zone. Victor Hedman retrieves it, finds Andre Pilat uh, about 10 feet above him uh, along the wall. And as soon as... Pilat, really even before Pilat gets the puck, and this is what's so impressive about hockey players sometimes, their ability to recognize these things instantaneously. Uh, so before Pilat gets the puck, Kucherov's, Nikita Kucherov starts to jump up the sideboards, and Pilat finds him. And as that is happening, at the opposite on the left boards is Steven Stamkos absolutely flying right past Jacob Truba, who was caught flat-footed as Stamkos went racing past him, and it, it set up a, a, a stretched-out two-on-one. Not a typical two-on-one, but it turned into a two-on-one, which then turned into a clean opportunity as Kucherov found Stamkos with a pass, hit him around the, the circle, the left circle. Stamkos cuts in. Again, Shesterkin makes a fantastic save, glove save, but he wasn't able to corral the puck. So the puck pops out of his glove, it hits Stamkos in the leg, and goes in the net 21 seconds after the Rangers tie the game. So you want to talk about an instant response. You want to talk about taking the life away from the lifeline that the Rangers thought they had. Uh, the play was reviewed. It was reviewed very quickly for a kick, which it obviously wasn't. It, it clearly went off of... Um, Stamkos' shin pad, you know, there was no kicking motion or any situation. There was no goalie interference. A lot of people were saying, hey, it's goalie interference. How come the Rangers didn't challenge that? It, it was not <clears throat> goalie interference at all because um, whatever contact was made was made after the puck hit Stamkos off the leg and went in. So there was no... Um, there was no denying the goalie an opportunity to make the save there. That's why there was no challenge. Uh, the Rangers knew they were going to lose that, and they would have put Tampa Bay on the power play, and the game really would have would have been over after that. So here we are now, 
after they pick up a 2-1 win discussing legacy. And no matter what happens in the Stanley Cup final against Colorado, this team has already got a legacy that's among the greatest teams in the history of the game. You know, when your when your name starts to be put in the same conversation as the Oilers dynasty of the mid '80s, as the Islanders dynasty of the early '80s, of the Montreal dynasty in the late '70s, you know you're putting your name up in some really really good company um, because the Lightning are the first team to reach three straight Stanley Cups in the cap era. They're the first team in the history of the NHL since they went to a best of seven for all three rounds to reach three straight Stanley Cups. And the last team to reach three straight Stanley Cups at all was that Edmonton Oilers team who lost to the Islanders in 83 and then won in 84 and 85. And of course, well-documented, the Lightning are trying to become the first team since that Islanders team, which won four straight Cups. The Lightning are trying to become the first team to win three straight Cups. <clears throat> um, so that's the legacy that they're chasing here as they head to the Stanley Cup Final. So that's already some pretty heady comp- company that they're, the Lightning are keeping uh, in historical perspective, not just in the modern game, but in the game as a whole with what they've accomplished and you know this this generation of lining players is going to go down as one of the greatest generations of players ever right because you know you think of what a majority of this team has accomplished since John Cooper took over you know six conference finals in eight years this is now their fourth Stanley Cup appearance in eight years Uh, it's not easy to do it's not easy. You know, you think about how they, they've had to do it. And, you know, I'm, how many people say, oh, you need to put an asterisk on their last two championships because one was in a, a bubble. It's the easiest cup to win. And then the one is a shortened season. And Nikita Kucherov cheated. And come on. They won two cups in 282 days. Turn around and play a full 82 game season the next year and then have to grind through a seven-game series against a very good Toronto team, find a way to win that in seven, <clears throat> shut down the highest-scoring team in the league, hold them to three goals in four games in round two, and then you have the upstart Rangers, who had deficiencies. You know, Carolina was probably the better team overall in the Metro division, but the Rangers were there with them all year, and they've got the goalie. I mean, Shesterkin is a fantastic goaltender. And then to to battle back from down two nothing in the series to go on to win it, it's not easy to do. And this team just has an it factor, if you want to call it that, for lack of a better phrase. They just have a will and a determination to go out and do their job. And you know, Steven Stamkos had a line after the game where he said that every player on this team is just a part of the process. And it's I think it's important in today's game. You know, John Cooper is very good at defining roles for players, and, and, and players understand what they're being asked to do. 
But it's important that no matter what that role is, the player has to feel like they're an important part of everything. And, and that's something about this team that they do. You know, whether you're playing four, five, six minutes like Riley Nash has done in the past four games of the series, or if you're asked, like Anthony Sorelli, to, hey, your job is to shut down the other team's top players. Go out and do it. And they both they both have a huge important role on the team. And and it and that matters. In today's game with the modern day athlete, that stuff matters. And that's where I think John Cooper, among many other reasons why he doesn't get uh, enough accolades for the job that he does, um, he just has a way of getting in touch with players and relating to players in um, in a way in which even when things aren't going well, like he doesn't belittle people. He doesn't belittle players. He simply speaks to them, his doors always open, and he just has a way to connect. And that's a very underrated skill for a coach to have in today's game. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. You know, you think back to some of the coaches of the past and Mike Keenan's and in a lot of ways, John Tortorella, um, you know, Scotty Bowman, you know, early on in his career, Scotty Bowman, one of Scotty Bowman's greatest traits was his ability to adapt to whatever era he was coaching in. But early on, it was a lot of these guys were it's my way or the highway and they coached through intimidation and fear sometimes. And that was that was how they motivated it's not the case here with John Cooper. Every player feels like they have an important part in the success of this team, and the only way the team has success is if everybody understands that and buys into it. And that's what happens. That's what's happened with this team uh, over the last couple of years to the point where even when you lose players such as they did this year, right? No Tyler Johnson, no Barclay Goodrow, no Yanni Gord, no Blake Coleman. You know, David Savard, who they picked up at the trade deadline a year ago, is gone. You bring in a Pierre-Edouard Belmar. You bring in Corey Perry. Um, you add Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul at the trade deadline. Cal Foote takes on a, a much more expanded role this season with the departure of Savard. You know, and everybody understands what they're being asked to do to help this team win and they buy in and that's how you create a culture and that's that's kind of what this team has been able to do here is just create that culture that that winning culture that team culture that has led them to this point and it was on display in this series against the rangers you know early on i mean we saw 
the posts from Stan Fischler in particular. Um, you know, a lot of respect for Stan and, and what he's meant media-wise to the game. Declare the series over, one game in. Rangers are too fast, they're too young, Lightning are tired. Series is over, it's time for the Lightning to show me they deserve to be in this series. Lost the first two games, and then yet, and, and this is, you know, you've heard me say this, if you've listened to anything that I have mentioned uh, throughout the course of this series, that the Rangers were in a rhythm, jumping right in from the Eastern Conference final or from uh, the second round against Carolina right into the Eastern Conference Finals. There's something to be said for staying in that rhythm, and the Rangers took advantage of that. The lighting were off for 10 days. Not easy to stay in the battle, stay in the fight, and get to the level that you need to get to at this time of the year. And the Rangers did make the lighting look slow. Now, Part of that comes from Tampa Bay's lack of ability to execute simple passing plays and the turnovers, so it cuts the ice in half. You can't hit a, 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 a tape. You know, you can't do a tape-to-tape pass because the, the pass just is off just a little bit or can't be corralled, and <clears throat> it makes things look slow. And in the first two games, the Rangers outscored Tampa Bay 9-4. to but as John Cooper said, and as you could see, by the time Game 2 got to late in the second period, you could see the Lightning finding who they were and what they were going to have to do to be successful in this series. Now, they didn't win the game. Give up, a, again, a bad turnover early in the third period. Gives the Rangers a 3-1 lead. Tampa Bay pushes late. They can't find the equalizer. They lose Game 2, 3-2. And fall down 2 nothing in the series. But what happened after that? And look, <clears throat> this this is how playoffs go sometimes. Down 2 nothing in game number 3 and staring at the possibility of being down 3 nothing in the series. And you're not coming back from 3 nothing. As good as this Lightning team is, that's a hard path to come back from. There's a reason only four teams in NHL history have done it. But that's how close it was. But in the final four games of this series, the Rangers had one even-strength goal. And that was uh, on a shot that we're just not used to seeing Andre Vasilevsky give up. That was the Ryan Lingren goal in Game 5 from a, from a side angle. That was the only even-strength goal that they allowed in the final four games. Everything else the Rangers got was on power play. Two power play goals in game four. No power play goals in game five. Sorry, I lost track here. Game three, they get the two power play goals. Game four, they get one power play goal. Game five is the one even strength goal. And then game six is one power play goal. So the Rangers only scored in the final four games of the series five goals, four of them on the power play. The Lightning flipped the switch because they found the recipe. And they weren't deterred from it. And that's how they go on to end up winning the series, and they do it 
they do it without Braden Point. It's, you know, that's, again, embrace the suck and dance in the rain. Braden Point's not available. All right, who's up? Who's filling that role? Who's taking on those minutes? And that's what this team does, and that's what they were able to do in the conference finals to squeeze their way past yet another opponent and advance on to the Stanley Cup final. And they will face, of course, the Colorado Avalanche in the final, with um, which begins on Wednesday. So game one in Denver on Wednesday. Two days off between games one and two. Series shifts back to Tampa on uh, June 20th. And then it's every other day after that with uh, game seven being on June 28th if the series goes that far. We'll, we'll get into a series recap uh, or a Stanley Cup preview rather uh, here in the next day or so to look ahead to that series. But I, I felt we definitely had to look back on the series against the Rangers. And uh, again, Andre Vasilevsky, that's now what, eight? Eight straight series clinching games in which he's given up one or zero goals. One or zero goals in the past eight series clinching games. And in the last four, he's given up two. The last four potential series closing games, he's given up two. You go back to game five against Montreal last year in the cup final, pitched a shutout. Game seven against Toronto this year, gave up the one goal. Game four against Florida in round two, zero goals. And of course, game six of the Eastern Conference final, just one goal. Uh, and to kind of finish off a point that I was kind of skipped over there a couple minutes ago, as the series went on, the Rangers looked tired and the Lightning found their legs. And so the start, the Lightning were rusty. They were out of sorts. They were out of sync. But as that series got deeper, the Lightning benefited from that time off. So the Rangers had a chance to put them out early on with that 2-0 lead in game number three. Couldn't hold on. The Lightning win it in dramatic fashion with Andre Pilat scoring with just over 40 seconds left. And that was the build. The Lightning found a way to win that game. And then they just took the life out of the Rangers with all the games that the, the Rangers had played. Like I said, 20 games in 40 days for the Rangers after going seven against Boston. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, in the opening round, seven against Pittsburgh. And then seven against Carolina. Having to come back. It's, it's hard to come back. Down 3-1 to the Penguins in round one. Down 2-0 and 3-2 to Carolina in uh, round two. And then to try and have to do it again. Everybody talked, hey, they won five straight elimination games. They know how to win in these situations. Not as well as the Lightning. The Lightning know how to close out series, and they proved it once again with a game six victory, in which, again, they just dominated. And... You know, the line of Anthony Sorelli, Alex Kalorn, and Brandon Hagel, they haven't 
contributed much offensively. It, it's hard to sit here and, and think that, you know, through three series that Alex Kalorn has zero goals and Anthony Sorelli has one goal. But you look at the, the, the games that they have played. Like, let's just look at last night. Like, they were matched up, and the Rangers move things around a little bit. They're trying to find something to kind of spark them. But for the most part in this series, you know, the Sorelli line had gone up against Zibanejad, Kreider, and Vitrano, which is the Rangers' top line. And we saw Artemi Panarin get moved up to that line, switched with Chris Kreider at one point. You know, they moved things around last night. They put uh, Lafreniere, former number one overall pick, uh, on a line with Zibanejad and Vitrano and, and, and tried to do different things to, you know, create matchup situations. But with the line of Sorelli, Hagel, and Kalorn on the ice, they could have had four goals last night. They didn't. They didn't get any. But you look at the way they played. The shot attempt advantage at 14 minutes and 27 seconds of five-on-five play, the shot attempts were 25-7, to so they owned 78% of the shot attempts. The shots on goal were 12-3, to so they owned 80% of the shots on goal that trio did. And then the expected goals, 82 0.68 expected goals to 0.14 scoring chances 14 to 3 high danger chances 8 to 1 I mean that is just domination from a line so even though they don't contribute on the scoreboard they're keeping the Rangers top players the other end of the ice and putting them under pressure and it's hard to play defense so a team that's already a little tired if you will they just found a way to make them more tired, pit them in their own end, make them work their way out. And uh, and they didn't get it done uh, because the Sorelli, Kalorn, and Hagel line is just too good. They were just too good throughout this series, throughout the playoffs, really. You know, they had the Matthews-Marner matchup for the most part in round one. They had the Barkov matchup for the most part in round two, and then took on Zabanajad and his line for the most part in this series. And again, as energized as guys like Zabanajad and Kreider and those guys looked at the beginning of the series, almost silent the rest of the way. Zabanajad had the power play goal in game three. Didn't really hear from him after that, right? So just, just shut them down. And that's the thing about this team that they've learned to do, and you know, Stamkos used the phrase again last night, defend to the end and give yourself a chance to win. Far cry from you know, a team that put up all kinds of offensive numbers in 2019 to what we see from them now as they have advanced to their third consecutive Stanley Cup final. I, can't, I still can't believe I'm, I'm really saying that um uh it's it's it really is just absolutely incredible to to think about uh three straight Stanley Cup finals it's just it's mind-boggling um ruined family vacation for me for the second straight year my family is leaving town um i do plan on being in denver uh, and speaking of that i know a ton of people pitched in and really helped out uh, getting me to New York. Uh, if you could find it in your hearts again, 
to help sort of offset some of the costs. It's it's more expensive to get to Denver than it is to New York. Uh, even trying to cut some corners along the way, uh, it is uh, it is an expensive trip. So if anybody has that in their heart uh, to be able to contribute and help. Uh, get me to Denver for the Stanley Cup final. I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, I know some of you, um, you know how to get a hold of me on Twitter. My DMs are always open at Eric underscore Erlinson. Um, my Venmo page is, uh, my Venmo Twitter handle is in my bio. There's also a tip jar uh, on my bio, on my profile on Twitter. Uh, if you want to reach out that way, uh, anything, anything is appreciated. Um, to be able to get this done because you don't know how long this is going to last. Like I said, it's just, it's just, it's a once, once in a lifetime opportunity to, to watch your team do what this team has done over the past near decade. And especially the last three years of what they've been able to accomplish. It, it truly is, um, an incredible run that they're on and, um, like I said, I, I I do plan on being in Denver, certainly for the start of the series, and then um, you know we'll move on from there, depending on how things go after that. Uh, and again, check out my friend Bob, his website. If you're into uh, you know commercial power issues, testing, backup systems, training, anything like that, atsbatteries.com is the website. Go check him out. Uh, for all of your commercial power needs as well. All right, that's going to wrap up this recap edition of the podcast. Uh, there will be a Stanley Cup preview final, not Stanley Cup final preview, rather, um, coming up in the next couple of days, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, give that uh, a five-star review on Apple. Uh, leave a comment. If you uh, if you if you are so inclined to do so as well, if you can find the landing page uh, on the Apple Podcast, just search Lightning Insider. Uh, you'll find the uh, the the page where this uh, these podcasts are housed, uh, and all of that helps out tremendously. So um, the other ways to be able to support me is to do that as well. Don't forget the website LightningInsider.com. If you use the code Podcast. I'll give you $10 off your first year of a yearly subscription. So that's podcast is the code for that. Don't forget about the pregame skate show, which will air one hour before every uh, game of the Stanley Cup final. Myself and Bobby the Chief Taylor uh, talk about the game that was and the game that's about to be. Uh, that can air or that does air on News Radio WFLA locally here in the Tampa market uh, or on Lightning Power Play which you can find on the iHeart app. Just search Lightning Power Play. So again, that's one hour before every Lightning playoff game. Uh, all games are at 8 o'clock, so 7 o'clock is when those shows will be on the airwaves. Uh, and then, of course, my weekly hits with Jay Retcher and Ian Beckles on 95.3 WDAE. Uh, scheduled Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, that will be the day of Game 1. Uh, some logistics to have to work out uh, on that front, uh, but that uh, you know those hits will continue in some capacity as well. So that's where you can find me uh, locally on the airwaves as well. All right, as always, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for your subscriptions and your donations and everything else. 
We will talk again soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.